Everyone, today is January 2nd, 2021, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. First episode of 2021. Hope everyone had a good new year. We're starting off the new year in Duel Links with a new box. And that is Infinite Ray. It's a box that's generally gotten pretty good uh, reviews. People think the cards in there are pretty good. And we'll go over the URs and SRs for that box. Also going over the Masked Knights. Those are available through the Card Trader as well as to pick a gift campaign. Ranked rewards for ranked duels as well. And we'll also talk about the latest esports this week. So, in terms of my week in the duel world, I ended the season December in Legend 2, I think. And I was just playing Noble Knights. I got into the new uh, box on the last day, and I was making a push. I got to Legend 3 at the most, and um, ended at Legend 2. Um, it wasn't much of a push in the end. I was playing the last hours of the season, and then I pretty much had um, run out of gas by then. So hopefully I can do a little better this month. Of course, I wasn't really trying at all, and I was just playing for the sake of playing, but the fact that I was actually dueling and playing my ranked duels was a bit of an improvement over the last few weeks, I must say. So, playing Noble Knights, it's definitely a very hard deck for me to play. Um, doing my best with that. That's the deck I'm running with right now, of course, but it's definitely not a deck that I would spotlight right now because I really don't know what I'm doing. I, I really need to see some people play Noble Knights besides, um, you know, having the same cards or whatnot, but... I'm always going to be handicapped by having two uh, two copies of certain cards, Sif 3. But I do like the challenge of playing those decks um, a little less optimally and um, figuring out the gameplay myself. But yeah, that's what I'm going with right now, and we'll see how I do in the coming weeks. Duel Links Meta Weekly 157. Noble Knights were brought the most. Uh, invoked Neos. Desperado... Uh, third third in representation, but they did comprise of the most in the top 32. So my prediction of them losing power has not gone that way. They've only gained power in the meta scene. We'll see if that new box has anything to do with um, lessening the stranglehold that Desperado has on the meta, but right now it's a pretty good deck. First place, Duketo, Master of Destiny, Desperado. This is pretty much the optimal list. I think um, they have the best coin flipping cards here. Three Desperado, two Twin Barrel, uh, one Temperance for protection, one Misjudge, two Cup of Ace, one Fiend Comedian, one Head Judging, three Karma Cuts, three Super Team, Buddy Force United, and then the Machina package, two Machina Fortress, and one Machina Gear Frame. They do have like um, the three copies of the Karma Cut and the Super Team Buddy Force United. That really does shore up the deck um, and the Machina cards too. Second place, Nortenito, Balance, Googie. Googies are coming up quite a bit in these tournaments. Um, They haven't cracked the power rankings yet, but I do expect them to be there soon uh, if they keep showing up, but... The previous version of Gookies ran a lot of trap cards. I think it was Endless Trap Hell. Now this is like a little balance deck, so you're stuck with three Suprex, two Riscorpio, three Twist Cobra, 
In terms of the spells, they're pretty much stuck to Necro Valley because they don't really do anything with the graveyard. So, uh, two Necro Valleys, two Cosmic Cyclone, two Enemy Controller, and Trap Cards, you pretty much pick your staples here. Two Ballista Squad, two Phoenix Chain, one Paleozoic Canadian, one Karma Kite. Top four, Frost, Master of Destiny, Desperado. It's pretty much the same list as the first place guys that list. Um, well, there are some differences. They do run Blowback Dragon instead of Twin Barrel, and this adds more stars, I guess, um, for Machina Fortress. And also, they don't have Temperance. Temperance is pretty much a 7th, an 8th coin flip card here. It's an extra coin flipper. So, this deck that Frost uses lacks a coin flipping card. Like It has the minimum of 7. Top 4, negative 1, Balanced Witchcrafters. This is a bit of a throwback deck, but a new deck. It's Lightsworn Package is very minimal. If you are running a Lightsworn Package, it's going to be nerfed. That's what killed Witchcrafters, basically. But um, no Raidens here, no Luminas. One Minerva and one Charge of the Light Brigade. That's it. So they're pretty much leaving themselves to one level 3 tuner in uh, Minerva. And she can go into a level 6 play with Pitori, and there's a few of those options. And then a level 7 play with Shmeta. Um, level 8 play with Edel. Um, yeah. And Charge of the Light Brigade's the one tutor for Minerva, so you can pretty much draw her one card. Uh, the big change here is Volcanic Wall, which is the Axel's level 45, the main reason to level up Axel. And this is a mill card, so it's a self-mill card. Send three cards from your deck to the graveyard each turn. And inflict 250 for pyros. There's going to be no pyros, so it's just for the milling. And yeah, the, the deck has changed a little bit. You have three copies of Collaboration, which is usually a two of, but they're trying to max out the consistency of having those spells in the graveyard. They have three Patronus and three uh, two Masterpiece. That's, that's pretty much a standard of filling out the traps for a balanced witchcrafters deck. Alright. Uh, Dueling's Taiwan. Let's go over that tournament scene as well. First place. Delata. Alternative Evolution Blue Eyes. This is pretty much the same deck. But they do run two ancient rules. Which is a bit old school. Uh, we've seen faster ways of cheating out blue eyes. But they prefer this I guess. Um, and there is the level 8. Uh, XZ's summon here. Hieratic Sun Dragon Overlord of Heliopolis, which we'll go over later. Otherwise, the deck doesn't really look too different than it normally does. Second place, King Balanced Noble Knights. This has the two new Noble Knights cards, Pelinor, one copy, and then one copy of the XZ's monster, Sacred Noble Knight of King Kustinin. And this deck pretty much is um, what you would expect from a Balanced Noble Knights deck. This is very similar to what I'm playing. Three copies of Madrot, one copy of Dristan, one copy of Pelinor, three Merlins, three Boars, one Brothers, one Gwenhuai Far, three Glory of Noble Knights, two Arfa Duder, two Caliburn, one Gallatin, two Noble Arms of Destiny, two Raigeki Break, three Karma Cut, two Until Noble Arms are Needed Once Again. Xyz deck two, uh, Sacred Noble Knight of King Artorgus, one Artorgus, one Diamond Dire, one Black Ship of Corn, one Sacred Noble Knight of King Kustinen, and Evagishki Marrowgeist. The Xyz 
uh, the extra deck is is a bit unsettled. You're trying to figure out what we need there, I think. Up four core GG balance noble knights. This version does not include Pelinor. So it's pretty much the same monsters except no Pelinor. Uh in the extra deck there's one Kustinen, I guess. So we've seen Kustinen being played a one of each. That's a card that we saw people say they wanted two of. Of course it's a better control card, but um no black ship of corn here. There's two Artorgus. One Gaga got Samurai instead. Top four Softcun Onomatopoeia Onomatopoeia. I have no idea how this deck works, but it has three Utopic Onomatopoeia, three Zubabancho Gaga got Coat, one Gaga got Mancer, two Gaga Sister, one Dododo Driver, two Cosmic Cyclones, two Gaga Bolt, two Hey Trunade. Three Dodo Do draw and one Gaga Ga wind. Hope luckily this this deck isn't meta because it's, it's so stupid pronouncing those names. All right, the power rankings. Let's get back to the power rankings instead of the tier list. Uh, we've we've officially switched over to the power rankings because I like it better to paint the picture of where the meta is shifting rather than having those simple tiers. So in the tier one, which is power levels eight to twenty, we see all three tier one decks get pow- more powerful. Desperado has gone up probably by 2 points since we last checked. So it's at 15.3, which is getting near the 20. I'm not sure what's going to happen at 20. I think the algorithm has capped it out. They're going to mathematically devise a plan to make it sure it doesn't go through 20, but we'll see. Invoke Neos has also gained considerable power at 12.8. Noble Knight's only marginal power has gained at 10.5. So Noble Knight's it's not really in danger of falling out of this tier, but it's not really climbing as fast as Desperado or Invoke Neos. Now, tier two, with decks between five and eight, we see Black Wings rise a little bit to seven point one. I've definitely seen the most Black Wings on the ladder. It's possible those King of Games contributions are adding up there. Blue Eyes has fallen a little bit to six point six. Witchcrafters fallen a little bit as well at five point seven. Kind of in danger of falling to tier three, not yet. Tier three, we have a lot of cards. Um, I mean, a lot of decks that aren't really near cracking tier two. Cyber Dragons at three point nine, it's fallen a little bit. Ritual Beasts fallen a little bit at three point four. Thunder Dragons a marginal increase at three point three. Triamant a little bit, three point two. Heroes have fallen a little bit, two point nine. Weather Painters fallen a little bit at two point four. Fire Kings are a new addition to the power rankings at 2.2, so they've just arrived at Tier 3. Yeah, we're seeing a shift. Tier 1 decks are definitely getting better in the meta, which um, shows that my call of Desperado falling out right away is not there yet. We'll see how these new cards in the new box will affect um, Desperado and also the other top tier decks this week. Let's get into the new box, Infinite Ray. Um, we're only going to go over the URs and SRs, and because it is a main box, the URs are only a one-off, so you're going to have to dig through uh, three copies of a box to get three of these SRs. I mean, the URs. The SRs, they just come readily. You're probably going to have extra copies of those when you're digging through for the URs. All right, the first card is number C39, Utopia Ray. 
Rank 4 requires 3 level 4 light monsters, 2500, 2000. You can also XD summon this card using a number 39, Utopia. You control as XD's material. XD's materials attached to that monster also become materials on this card. You can detach one XD's material from this card. It gains 500 attack and 100 and it gains 500 attack and one monster your opponent controls loses 1000 attack until the end phase. You must have 1000 life points or less to activate and to resolve this effect. This card isn't really good without Utopia, I think, because if you have Utopia, you can pretty much just use it um like use up the Utopia right as uh, right there. So basically you just need two level 4 monsters. You'll need the three level 4 uh light monsters, but it does add more material to it, but Utopia and its materials become materials, so it's still quite a bit of things there. And this is a very um what will prevent this from seeing a lot of play is it's very conditional. You need exactly 1000 life points or less to activate the effect at all. So this card is pretty much an Xyz monster with no ability until you become 1,000 life points or less. And what it is, it's a bit of an OTK thing. So it's going to cause like a 1,500 attack difference between Utopia and the monster. So you're going to try to wear them down and gain life points and kill them in that turn. Um, it's a bit of a gimmicky thing because you're kind of down life points a ton and then you do this and you win the game it's a bit I, I feel like it's a worse strategy than what Luna Lights do all the time and um, Luna Lights and Super Heavies they they are pretty much OTK decks, Luna Lights are more similar because they do debuff you to zero and they hold you up with the Cat Dancer and they hit you twice, it's a very similar ability um this is only going to be useful in a deck that does have a use for level 4 XC summoning like Utopia. And then if you have Utopia, you might as well just throw this guy in there if you have extra space in your in your extra deck, right? So, um, I feel like a deck like this needs to lose life points as well for it to be useful. So maybe Cyber Dragons can have space for it, but Cyber Dragons are a fusion-based deck, so that makes it a little difficult. Um... Noble Knights, they, they, they tend to gain more life points than lose, but it could fit there. But they do have their own uh, monsters, their own XC's monsters, which take up a bit of space as well. So I'm not sure where this card fits, and um, you're going to need a way to lose life points. Solemn Scolding is a card that could work, but let's say you're left with 3,000, and you can't use that, and you can't use this either. It kind of sucks. So um, This card's not going to see widespread play at all, I think. Definitely has high reward if you meet the life point condition, but then there's no like upside if you don't. Next card, Constellar Ptolemy uh, M7. Rank 6, Light Machine, 2 level 6 monsters, 2700 attack, 2000 defense. You can also XD summon this card using a Constellar XD's monster you control as XD's material. Other than Constellar Ptolemy M7, XC's materials are attached to that monster to this monster. If summoned this way, the following effect cannot be activated this turn. Uh yeah. Once per turn you can detach an XC's material from this card, target one monster on the field or in either player's graveyard, return the target to the hand. Having two level six monsters is a bit clunky, um but they have ways of doing it um with the new Constellar cards here. Um 
Yeah, six is a little clunky because five has a lot of ways to cheating it. There's new cards, Constellar Chaos, which is a level uh, a level four R rarity card. And this card, up to twice per turn, target a Constellar monster, increase its level by one. You could do it twice, so that's a way of getting a level six. Or you could also use like Constellar uh, Alreshka, which is an N rarity card here. There's a few ways of doing it, but it's a little clunky. Um... It could also use the other Constellar Xyz monster. That's an easier way of doing it. Similar to Utopia Ray, where you can use a different Xyz monster. Uh, a Constellar Xyz monster, like Omega, for example, and turn that into uh, Telemi M7. So, there you go. The ability is okay. It, it's removal. You bounce a card back to the hand. I feel like this was... Um, in other games, this was a very common play where you bounce them back to the hand. In Yu-Gi-Oh! Less so, I think. You you bounce the deck, sometimes you bounce the hand. I guess I guess um it's not a bad ability. Um but better even better, you can bounce something in the graveyard. So this has the ability to fight um this could be like a transmigration prophecy, for example. It's better to banish them straight up from the graveyard into the banish zone. This bounces either graveyard into hand or field into hand. Either way, it's control. It's going to be a core card for the Constellar archetype. I think it is. And if you can get level 6 monsters out easier, or you just run a Constellar XZ's monster, you might as well just put this card in there. It's pretty good. Next card, Hieratic Sun Dragon Overlord of Heliopolis. Rank 8, Light Dragon, 2 level 8 monsters, 3,000 attack, 2,400 defense. Once per turn, you can detach an Xyz material from this card, tribute any number of monsters from your hand or your side of the field, and then destroy an equal number of cards on the field. This is pretty good. Um, got the stats of a boss monster. I mean, it's, it's going to be in blue eyes, so it's the same stats. Um, blue eyes run rank 8 monsters easily. They get the dragons out pretty fast. Um... That's good for them. Um, yeah, you could also play Hieratics, but I think you might as well just put this into Blue Eyes without Hieratics. Probably the best way of doing it. And this card also takes advantage of Blue Eyes' disposal. So you could pretty much throw away those eggs and take advantage, abuse those abilities of the eggs, and then also destroy things on your opponent's board. So I think this is a pretty nice addition for Blue Eyes. Next card is Dark Teller Knight Batalamis. Rank 4 Dark Warrior, 2 level 4 Teller Knight Monsters, 2600 attack, 500 defense. This is a very, uh, a lot of abilities here. All face up monsters on the field become dark. You can detach one Xyz material from this card and discard one card. Special summon from your extra deck, one light Teller Knight Monster, Xyz Monster. By using this face up card, you control as Xyz material. Also, you cannot Xyz summon other monsters for the rest of this turn. This counts as an Xyz summon. The materials on this card also become the materials on the summon monster. This effect can be activated during either player's turn. If you have seven or more Teller Knight monsters with different names in your graveyard. So we're seeing a theme here with some of these Xyz monsters where they become instant Xyz summons, basically. And this, this can disrupt... 
energy uh, enemy attribute synergy plays i guess so everyone becomes dark and certain things don't activate it's a very it's not a most useful thing to to disrupt but it is a move and basically what this becomes is an as a light xz's um tower knight monster so you could become like stellar knight delteros for example so this card itself is 2600 so that's not bad but you're giving more material to the light attribute teller Knight monster, which is probably better. Um, you do need seven cards in the graveyard, though, with different names. So it is a bit of a late game card, I must say. Uh, not This is not the most impressive card. It has a lot of abilities, but it's, like, it's basically translating into I'm going to become a light Xyz monster right away. And I need a lot of setup in the graveyard. I don't know what Constellars will look like when they become meta, but this probably will be in the Xyz, um, in the extra deck, probably. But it doesn't really do anything too impressive either. Just gives a lot of materials, I guess. Alright, Star Seraph Scepter, level 4, Light Fairy, 1800 attack, 400 defense. When this is normal or special summoned, you can add a Star Seraph monster from your deck to your hand, except for this one. And next, these monsters summoned using three or more monsters, including this card in the field, as materials gains this effect. When this is XZ summoned, you can target one other card in the field, destroy it. If you do, draw a card. This is very similar to Psychic Tracker and Psychic Wielder. Those were like synchro helpers, like generic synchro helpers, which give the extra deck monster extra abilities. This card gives the XZ's monster extra abilities. You can kind of combo this with the SR card Star Seraph Sovereignty and use them both. And then you XC summon a monster with three materials. You get some nice abilities. And this one, target one other card in the field, destroy it, draw a card. That's a very nice ability. So um, it's only a one of a one activation ability, but it's a very nice advantage for you because you destroy and you gain. So that's very nice. Um, I think this could become meta somehow because those psychic. Tracker, like psychic. This is more like psychic wielder because it's removal. So, um, I think it will have some legs. It does require a three, uh, three X's overlay. So, you're gonna need a full board to do it with. I don't think that's a problem because we're getting a lot of tools here to help with the three X's overlay. So, um, I do think this will be a one of the chase cards in the deck. It is gonna be useful in meta in some way. You're going to get the SR card just by digging through these URs. Alright, next card is Katagake. Dark Reptile, level 4, 1100, 1500. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned by its own effect. When you normal summon a level 4 monster, special summon this from the hand. Cannot be used to synchro material. Um, Generic Xyz Helper. It kind, of, it kind of clunks up the hand itself, though, because you need another monster. So let's say you run three of these and you're stuck with these in your hand. You're kind of screwed. So you just need another level four monster, special summon this. You make your rank four XC summon. That's pretty much it. Um, we're getting a lot of these generic XC's helpers, and they definitely help. This could work with like the Star Seraph Scepter. You, know, you play that card. You fetch the... Um, the uh, chair, the sovereignty from the hand, that gets cheated out, and then you could play Kata- Katagaki. So 
There you go. That's a that's a play right there. Alright, Rescue Rabbit. Level 4, Earth Beast, 300, 100. Cannot be special summoned from the deck. You can banish this face-up card you control. Special summon two level 4 or lower normal monsters with the same name from your deck, but destroy them during the end phase. You can use this effect of Rescue Rabbit once per turn. I also think this is one of the chase cards in the boxes, because it can get hit by Floodgate in Canadia, but it's a very flexible card that helps XZ's summoning from 1 to 4. So you could turn this into any... There's normal monsters in, in, in Duel Links for 1 to 4. 1, 2, 3, 4, all of them. So, you know, you might as well uh, play this. I'm trying to think of like a useful one, I guess. I don't. I can't really think of one, but um, a lot of archetypes have no- normal monsters. Six Sam's, they have a normal monster, for example. So, um, Gem Knights... Any of the any any really archetype does have like a normal monster that no one ever used, and they could fit with the overall archetype, or this could just be for some lower level strategy. I don't know, but it's very flexible and works with multiple ranks, which I think is nice. Also works with Gladiator Beasts for like contact fusion. I'm not sure if Gladiator Beast. That may have been the wrong one. Certain cards use. Uh, contact fusion this could help with that too alright we get chaos dragon levineer we all know what this card does um, I personally have two of these from the selection box mini but basically this card put um, light sworn on the map it put chaos on the map it's the only reason why those archetypes see any play at all um, besides disposal I guess Be- besides being a core engine for disposal this is just an added bonus it helps the Light Sworn be an archetype for themselves. Uh, right now it's in Thunder Dragons because they're the main uh, Chaos deck around. Um, yeah. Uh, now everyone gets Levianir. I can pretty much get my third copy because I already have two. So, yeah. Pretty much released like uh, 10 months after it was first released. Alright, last UR of this box is a very boring card, Hieratic Seal of Convocation. Normal spell, add one Hieratic Moxer from your deck to your hand. Yeah, we see this for pretty much every archetype. There's like a main spell, and you just tutor a card from the archetype. That's it. And it seems like you're going to need three of these to play Hieratics. That's just the way it is. Moving on to the SRs in this box... There are, let's see, 11 of them in this box. First one is number 91, Thunder Spark Dragon. Rank 4 Dragon, 3 level 4 monsters, 2400 attack, 2000 defense. Once per turn, activate one of these effects. Detach 3 Xyz materials from this card. Destroy all other face of monsters on the field. Detach 5 Xyz materials from this card. Destroy all cards your opponent controls. This is pretty much a light version of Black Rose Dragon. Um, typically, this is going to be three Xyz materials. You can detach all three, destroy all other face-up monsters on the field. So, uh, Black Rose Dragon would have destroyed every card on the field. Um, this is just only face-up monsters. This will include this card itself, so this card will destroy itself. Um, it doesn't matter which side. If your opponent has a set monster, you have face up, you're just going to destroy your own. So you have to be careful of what you destroy. 
make sure your opponent has some face-up monsters. You need a way to get two materials on this card to destroy all cards your opponent controls. That's a better version of Black Rose Dragon. So you just blow up your opponent's board. You pretty much win at that point. Um, yeah, there has to be a way to get that ability off to destroy all of your opponent's cards. It seems a bit win more, but I think that's the only way this card could be useful. Otherwise, it is a um, it is a way to clear the opponent's side of the board in terms of the monsters, but not clearing the back row is a bit of a backbreaker because that was one of the reasons why Black Rose Dragons saw play was because it blew up the back row of your opponent. Hieratic Dragon King of Atum, rank 6 Dragon, Light Dragon, 2 level 6 Dragon Monsters, 2400-2100. The same stats as uh, Red Eyes. Once per turn, you can detach one material from this card, special summon one Dragon Monster from your deck, but make its attack defense 0. This card cannot attack during the turn you have activated this effect. So this is the whole Hieratic thing of you make the copy of the monster. It's not really a copy, but you bring out the monster, but it has 0-0 zero, zero stats. And that really does hurt the Hieratics. Um, two level 6 dragons, so this works with the Hieratic monsters. Pretty sure they have a way of doing it, but I'm not sure if they're going to be meta either. Um, either way, this is a way you could cheat out the um, Hieratic Sun Dragon Overlord of Heliopolis. Um, there's a way you could do it. But, um, you detach the material, and then it becomes, uh, like you just, you get a copy of the level 8 from the deck, turn to 0, zero and then you can make it into the Heliopolis. There's the whole dual quiz, um, uh, with one of these monsters. Um, Hieratic Dragon of Sue is a level 6, for example. So you could do it with that card. That dual quiz took me, um, Took me a really long time. Took me like 10 tries to get it. It shows me how smart I am as a duelist. Alright. Uh, Noble Knight. Sacred Noble Knight of King Kustanen. Rank 4 Light Warrior. 2 or more level 4 Noble Knight monsters. 1500-2500. You can detach any number of materials from this card. Then target that many cards your opponent controls. Return them to the hand. If this is destroyed by battle or card effect and sent to the graveyard, special summon one Noble Knight Xyz monster from your extra deck except for this one. If you do attach this card from the graveyard to that monster as material, you can use each effect once per turn. So this card makes Noble Knights a lot better. Um, maybe two or three monsters attached to the the guy, so it's it's an ability. It's a nice removal ability. It's a bounce ability. But it's more inclusive than the other two. The first, the Sacred Noble Knight of King Artorgus destroys monsters. Like one monster. The Artorgus himself destroys back row. This one bounces either card. And you could, if you use three monsters to make this, you have to select all three cards and then bounce three cards, like up to three. So one, two, three cards. And it's one of those, not, it's not like select all, it's like select how many you want abilities. So make sure you don't mess up that when you're using the ability. But um, unlike those cards, this card does not retrieve equipped spells and it's left with 1500 attacks. So it's not much of a beater at all, but it's more of a removal to set up those plays. 
further this card's destroyed, you can pretty much get one of those previous XZ's Noble Knights that I mentioned, either Sacred Noble Knight of Artorgus or Artorgus himself, and then use this as an extra material for that. So um, while they won't have those equip cards on them, they will have this card on them. And a uh, nice recovery card. Um, pretty much bringing forth a stronger Noble Knight monster that you would save time exceed summoning. So it's an instant way of doing that. But further, this is mainly used for removal, for bouncing those cards. Very nice card to have for the uh, for the archetype. I'm wondering how this would affect the... This definitely will have a lot more um, King of Games decks. Not like they had an issue hitting King of Games, but I'm wondering what this effect would have on it in the meta scene. Um, I mean, the Desperado deck has a ton of back row that would counter this, like the um, Head Judging, for example. But this will play around the um, Desperado's ability of coming out of the hand, though. You're bouncing cards instead of destroying them, so it's a nice ability. Next card is Gaia Dragon, the Thunder Charger, rank 7 Wind Dragon, 2 level 7 monsters, 2600 attack, 2100 defense. You can also XD summon this card using a rank 5 or 6 XD monster you control as material. You transfer those materials to this. Basically, this has piercing on defense monsters. That's it. This card has no ability, really. It's just a, it's just a way to uh, ramp up your play, so... Um, if you have a rank 5 or a rank 6 monster that you've used up, you could turn it into a stronger monster that has piercing. It's a little bit of a like a late game beat stick win condition if they have something weak on defense. And you know it's weak on defense, you're going to hit through it with this card. Um, two level 7 monsters, so it's an instant fit for Dark Magician. Red Eyes decks don't really exist, but it's fit for Red Eyes. Nothing too amazing. It doesn't use its materials, which makes it underwhelming, I guess, but this card definitely will see play just for being able to be a late-game closer on a defense monster and just being a way to use rank 5 or 6 Xyz monsters that have used up their materials. It's a, it's a nice card, I guess. Nice, but unimpressive card. And Stellar Pollux, level 4, Light Warrior, 1700-600. During this card was normal summoned, you can normal summon one Constellar monster in addition to a normal summoner set. So this gives the Constellars double summon, which is nice because um, they, they could pretty much get three monsters on the board in one turn. So they have different cards, past and present, which help. It seems like Constellars did exist in a box before, though, so to play them effectively, you're going to have to dip through this card and probably Future Horizon. I think Future Horizon is the box that had the other useful ones before, so you're going to have to dip through both boxes to officially get the useful cards for this archetype. This is a core card. Um, you'll normal summon something and then something that cheats something off from the hand or the deck or something. And Stellar Sombre is level 4, Light Fairy, 1550-1600. You can use each effect of Constellar Sombre once per turn. When this is in the graveyard, if it was sent there this turn, you can normal summon one Constellar Monster for one less tribute. You can banish a Constellar Monster from your graveyard. 
then target one Constellar Monster in your graveyard, add that to your hand. Also, this card gains the following effect. This turn, you can activate this effect, normal summon one Constellar Monster. This is pretty good. Um, it lets you ramp the larger Constellar Monsters for higher level Xyz plays, so you could kind of ramp into the level 6 Alresha, for example, and... Um, also retrieves cards from the graveyard, so he gives you more double summons. Um, seems like a card you want three of, I think. Just does so many different things. But of course, the Constellar archetype has so many different monsters, you might just have like two of everything. And that would maximize the number of different Constellar monsters you have in your deck. It's a really good card, though. I like all the abilities this card has. Hieratic Dragon of Tefnuit, level 6 Light Dragon, 2100-1400. If only your opponent controls a monster, it's a weird wording, you can special summon this card from your hand, so it's like Cyber Dragon. This card cannot attack during the turn of special summon this way. When this card is tributed, special summon one Dragon Normal Monster from your hand, deck, or graveyard, but make its attack 0-0. Zero, zero. So, yeah, this card can't attack. When it's cheated out. So this is pretty much like a rank 6 XE summon helper for Hieratic Dragon King of Atom. I don't see a use of this outside of that. Unless you want like a different one like you could help towards Constellar Patelemi 97 for example. So um, yeah this is going to be a core card for Hieratics if they become meta. Um, help towards that rank 6 XE summon. Alright, Noble Knight Pelinor, uh, Light Warrior, level 4, 1900, attack 500, defense. You can target one Noble Arms, equip spell, equipped to this card. One face of monster your opponent controls, destroy them, then draw a card. Also, this card cannot attack for the rest of the turn when it's used that ability. Alright. Noble Knights are, are messy 30 card decks, which gives this card a shot of being in the deck. This is a very similar card to Noble Knight Dreisten, and they're similar but different. Dreisten activates an instant ability to destroy any face-up card. This card is like a trigger ability, so you have to you have to activate it yourself. And you pick the Noble Knight equip spell, and then one face-up monster opponent controls destroy them. And you draw a card if that all works out. So in a way, if Dristan and Pelinor are on the field at the same time, you can, in, in, in a way, destroy two cards, because you could just destroy the spell with this card, and then that spell would go into the graveyard and pop back onto Dristan. And Dristan can destroy another card. So you can do a bit of a combo here. I would say you would run one of each. Just the way the Noble Knights look, you run three of the important cards. This is a bit of an accessory monster, but... It is a nice ability. Um, it can't attack though, which kind of sucks, but... Uh, you already have brothers, which can't attack, but... Yeah, this is a one-of in Noble Knights. Star Seraph Sovereignty, light level 4 fairy, 800 attack, 2000 defense, cannot be used as material for an Xyz summon, except for an Xyz summon that uses three or more monsters as material. If you normal or special summon a Star Seraph monster, except during the damage step, you can special summon this from the hand. If you do, draw a card. And you can special summon it if it's a Star Seraph monster. 
There's a combo here with the Scepter, of course, like I mentioned. Um, play Scepter, special summon this, and you could have a Katagaki in your hand and you make your play. So the Scepter will destroy a card and draw a card. This one just draws the card and lets you do an instant Xe summon. Nice combo. Um, I think you'll have to run stuff like Forbidden Lance where you prevent this card from being disrupted, the whole Xyz play from being disrupted. So that's something to consider here, but I think there's something useful here. Alright, we have two trap cards here. High five the sky. This is like uh um This is like the um one of the mottos that um Yuma says. Um it's kinda like the UGO friendship card. It's like a anime card that turned into a card. Anyway, trap card. During your battle phase, target one face-up Xyz monster that attacked this turn. It can make a second attack during this battle phase. If it does using this effect, your opponent cannot activate cards or effects until the end of the damage step. Very similar card to Anti-Magic Arrows. It's debatable whether this will see play. This is a good counter against Destiny Draw decks because... It requires some life point loss. They're going to take a hit for 2,000 and hope that's it. This card, you can activate it and then that's not it. You're going to end the game right there. So that's the, that's the advantage of High Five the Sky. Um, it is a trap card though, so it has to stay on the board for one whole turn. No Cosmic Cyclones. And you can use it. So the long setup definitely hurts this card. Prevents it from being played. I'm guessing this card won't see a ton of play, but it will see a little bit. And this whole disruption, your opponent cannot activate cards or effects until the end of the damage step. It's going to be a card that comes into the meta when a certain skill, let's say Destiny Draw or some other deck, requires, like, it's going to come into play when those things become vogue and become popular, so... I wouldn't sleep on this card. I think it's not going to see play right now. But it's a nice card to have. Um, it just works with any Xyz monster. So, yeah. Gives any Xyz monster ability to attack twice. So it's flexible in that way. Last card is Halfway to Forever. Trap card. Target two monsters in your graveyard. Special summon both, but negate their effects. If you do, immediately after this effect... Resolves Xyz summon one light Utopia or Utopic Xyz monster using those monsters. I guess this makes Utopia better. Um, I'm not sure if it's worth putting it in a deck, like a sp certain card, to resurrect two monsters and make them into Utopia. Talking about deck space and stuff, it's, it's a little bit extra, I guess. It's late game, a little situational... It could still disrupt the summon, I guess. When the Utopia comes out, it could still get hit by a floodgate. So, all these things go against this card's favor. Um, I guess you do have Utopia Ray now, so... You could turn that into Utopia Ray, maybe. I don't know, it's not the most impressive card. Alright, so... Those are all the URs and SRs of this box... I think next week we're going to dip into the other uh, cards that are here because there's a lot here. 
So all of the digital bugs are R's and N's. Um, more XDs, monsters, mass dragon, some level 8 helpers. Clean up the rest of this. There's some Hieratic cards, Constellar cards, Noble Knights, Star Seraphs. There's a lot to go through here. So we're going to go through the rest of it. There should be time uh, next week to go through the rest of the cards. Some of these burn cards are interesting too. We're getting the Masked Knights at the same time. The first one's from the Card Trader. So this is a card we can get three copies of. The other ones we get one. This is Masked Knight level three. And these cards are not... Um, they're not TCG or OCG cards. So they're they're limited to the anime and also Tag Force, which is a game. So this is the first time they're actually in a card format. So Duel Links is paving the way for Mass Knights. But Mass Knight level 3. Uh, level 3 Earth Warrior 1500-800. During your standby phase, you can send this face of card to the graveyard to special summon a Mass Knight level 5 from your hand or deck. Once per turn, inflict 200 damage to your opponent. If you activate this effect, this card cannot attack this turn. So, basically you want this card to survive one turn. You inflict a little bit of burn, and then you swap it out for level 5. It's a way to thin the deck. Um, can't really tell what these cards do before we go through the rest of it, so we're going to move on to the level 5 and the level 7. Um, what does suck is you have to wait for it to survive a whole turn before it levels up. So it does hurt the viability, but because this fits into a burn strategy, there could be a way you could cheat this out. You could have enough trap cards, I guess, to survive. Let's move on to the pick a gift campaign where you get one copy of the Mass Knight level five and the level seven. Level five, uh, level five warrior, 2300 attack, 1300 defense. During your standby phase, you can send this face of card to the graveyard, special summon a Mass Knight level 7 from your hand or deck. Once per turn, inflict 500 damage to your opponent. If you activate this effect, this card cannot attack this turn. So yeah, it's a upgraded version of level 3. 500 damage is okay, but when you have 2300 attack, you should attack. But because this archetype is all about burn stalling, you might as well not attack and risk yourself getting destroyed by a trap card. So, you know, if you have enough trap cards to protect this card, go for it. Now, it culminates in Mass Knight level 7. Level 7, Earth Warrior, 2900-1800. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned from Mass Knight level 5. Once per turn, inflict 750 damage to your opponent. So, in it, all these are half what they should be because um, Konami nerfed burn and it would have been too strong at 1500 like a guy burning you for 1500 that would have been like the new uh, lava golem but this overall package I think is good for burn stall I say this because burn stall they can't really afford a ton of monsters in their deck they have to have room for all the trap cards so in a way um like an Odeon Endless Trap Held deck will keep using the same trap cards over and over again. They're going to have three trap cards set all the time. You're minimizing the number of monsters you need in the deck and also tutoring them. You're thinning out the deck uh, by doing so. So these cards are going to burn each turn as long as you can protect them. I think 
they will see play. They will burn Burnstall sucks right now, but you're gonna lose to one of them and because Lava Golem has been nerfed to do five hundred, it might be played in conjunction with these cards. Like kinda of crazy to say that, but I think I think the Mass Knights will have some play. And the glass guy's twenty nine hundred, so let's say they have enough for lethal, they could swing with it. And it would be a pretty dangerous card. Of course there are cards like uh Karmakite and all that would just disrupt the whole strategy. Um a stall deck would have to find a way of countering Karmakite. Or Fiendish Chain, stuff like that. Like the the odds are against it. Even though I'm talking up the Mass Knights, the odds are against them being that good. And that's because um you know Burn's been nerfed, but these guys have what it takes to become part of a Burnstall deck, I think. Alright, we're gonna cap this off with two more new cards, and this is from January's ranked rewards. So the first one's from the SR pool, it's called Archfiend's Ascent. It's another family of the summon skull archetype. Uh, rank 6 Dark Fiend 2 level 6 monsters same stats as Scum and Skull 2500-1200 this card's name becomes Summon Skull on the field but is still treated as an Arch Fiend card if Summon Skulls you control would be destroyed by battle or card effect you can detach one material from this card instead if this Xyz mat- uh, Summoned card you control is sent to the graveyard by opponent card effect special summon one Summon Skull from your hand deck or graveyard so unlike um, Archfiend's Call, which is the Synchro Monster, the Synchro Monster can't get targeted. And that that made it a core part of the Akiza Synchro um, Level 6 Synchro deck because it was just a very powerful card if you stuck it with the um, Battle Tuned. You made it like a 4400 attack beater with untargetable. It's pretty much GG at that point. So Archfiend's Call is very good. This card, you still get targeted with stuff. Like, you could get target banished. And this card can't do anything about it. What this card does do is it provides life from getting destroyed by battle or card effect. So, you have two materials in your XZ's overlay, which... I like the art, actually, because the art um, shows the two materials on this card pretty much protecting it. But you detach the materials from this card, so it has two lives... What's well, like three lives? It's kind of like Utopia in a way. Utopia, you detach the materials to negate attacks. This card, you detach materials to protect yourself. You will still get hit by battle and card effect, but you detach the materials. Now, when this card actually does get destroyed in the third shot, you can special summon a summon skull from your hand deck or graveyard. So, you could just reuse this card, I think. This card will just come back from the graveyard with no material. So, this card... Pretty much just stays alive. Now it would be pretty sweet if you could if you could cheat out the um, Archfiend's Call, the Synchro Monster, because then you'll have an untargetable monster on the board. But um, mixing up the level six Synchro with rank six XZ summoning is a is a mis- mismatch. I think I don't think it's going to work out. But this is for anything that just uses level 6 Synchro Summoning, I think. Um, 
I don't think the arch the the summon skull archetype is a standalone archetype. The archfiend's call is just one part of Akiza synchro summoning. There's like the um, angel trumpeters and all those cards, the spores that don't jive with the rest of the summon skulls. So yeah, this is while it's synergistic with summon skulls, um, and even the other summon skulls, like there's the the archfiend of lightning, which is the red eyes card. So the summon skulls, while they you know, they all have the same stats and they all look the same, they don't really work well together. And this card does seek to unite them into an archetype, but it just doesn't work out. But what this card will be is just for rank six XDs. The R rarity card we get is Transfamiliar. It's kinda of creepy looking, but it's a Dark Psychic level one zero zero. Once per turn, target one monster you control. Move that target to another of your main phase, uh, your main monster zones. So we got all those mech knights before. We got um, rampaging rhinos, a bunch of other cards that changed battle position, not battle position, like where it is in the zone. And that doesn't really matter in Duel Links. Um, I've never seen any of these cards played. No viable strategies around where your your monster is positioned. It's more of a thing for link summoning whenever that comes, but I don't think um, I don't think it matters until link summoning comes. So might as well get this card because you already have all the R rarity cards, but not a huge loss if you don't get this card either. So yeah. All right, so that's it. Upcoming news. We just talked about cards all day. That's pretty nice. It's It makes the podcast easy because I don't have to think of things to do. And I'm um, just talking about cards all day. I, I'm pretty winded talking about cards for a straight hour, but um, nice to talk about cards. Uh, fourth anniversary, new week, and end of week campaign are still active. Early January mission circuit, New York card flying elephant, which we can use to kill bandit teeth in one hit. Early January Shark Attack unlock Shark, and if uh, if you haven't unlocked him in a new skill, fully armored XC's Black Ray. I guess that helps the uh, Black Ray Lancer. Early January DSOD Yugi's retired to the gate, so you can get him if you haven't gotten him before. Early January Tour Guide Mission Bingo new UR card Crane Crane. Mid January the fourth anniversary campaign is official. I guess we get our things. Mid-January, Raid, Duel, Dimensional Disaster, Endor, Doom Vault, New Cards, Cubic, Ascension, and Gundari. Mid-January, Tag Duel Tournament, New UR, Red Eyes, Darkness Dragon, and Neos Force, and SR. Late-January, Dual Quest, New SR, Self Bird. Late-January, Obtain, Kaitenjo, so we get our uh, Legendary Duelist for the month. Late-January, Mission Circuit, New SR Card, Linear Accelerator Cannon, and mid January improvements to the dual screen. So all these things are coming up in Duel Links. That is it for the podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, listen and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Search the Dual Assessment. You'll find all these notes on the dualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with anything at the dualassessment at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter at dual underscore assessment or my own personal account at CCG. All right. That is it for the podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next time.